recorded live from Portland, Oregon. It's the Transamorous Network Podcast. Let's get it on. I'm not a pheasant plucker, I'm a pheasant plucker's mate. I'm not a pheasant plucker, I'm a pheasant plucker's mate. <laughs> Helps you with your what vows. What movie is that from? Is that from a movie? It's from, I got it from a very old uh, 1970s uh, British TV show. Oh. Do you remember the name of it? Are You Being Served? It was about What's a department. It, it was about a department store. Oh. The men's and women's department uh-huh. on the same floor. It's and, a comedy. Oh yes, huh. it's, it's, it's really my, funny. It's, it's my all-time favorite oh, British really? comedy huh. television show. Anyone I'd know in it? Probably not. not. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Welcome everybody to the Transamorous Network podcast. I'm Perry. I'm Remy. And today, Shannon is not with us. No, she's busy doing important things. Yeah, she's at that uh, HRC girls basketball tournament. Yes, the human rights campaign. Yes. She's working it out. She's working it out. That's cool. Absolutely. On my way to work, we passed by a um, three-on-three basketball tournament Mm -hmm. at the, not the Rose Garden, but that place right next door to it, the Coliseum. Uh I think that's what it's called. Uh And so it's interesting that they're having their three on three and the HRC is having their three on three basketball. That's cool. Tournament. Yeah. All right. But none of that bullshit. Oh, <laughs> so we've been, we've been gone for a round for, for a while. Yeah. We took a little vacation time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry folks, but it was needed. It was for needed. Everyone. Yep. And we're probably going to do that on an annual basis. Yeah. So uh, just to give us a break in July so that we can take some time off and enjoy our lives and summer. And summer, yes. Which is ever so brief this year. Brief, yes. Oh, my. <laughs> Although yesterday was a little too much summer for me. I heard it's supposed to be warmer today. Oh, really? Yes. Good thing I got my short sleeves. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so um, since Shannon isn't here, or be, and even though Shannon isn't here, we're going to cover some really good topics today. Yeah. Um, the first one we wanted to talk about is um, something tells me I'm forgetting something. Am I forgetting something? I don't think so. Okay. Today's show is brought to you by and sponsored by The Velvet Rope oh. in Portland. Check you out. Actually, The Velvet Rope, we, let's talk a little bit about Vel- right. Velvet Rope because they are our, our newest sponsor. Yay. And um, we're very excited to have Matt and Alexis, Alexis thank you, um, supporting us with um, funding to make this program possible. Uh, they have actually... Um, hi, Matt. Hi, Alexis. <laughs> they actually um, recommended we create a th- third show, mm-hmm. uh, which we're gonna which we're gonna do, but we're gonna hold off on it. We're not gonna say the name or what it's about, but it's gonna be very exciting. It could actually put the show the the entire network on the map. Well, I think you should <clears> tell <throat> what the concept is. No, because someone might someone might be no yeah, want to wanna be a guest. Someone might want to be a guest. Yes, but and you ain't ready. No, that's right. Okay, not only well, yeah, all right, then we'll hold off yeah, on that. But it's coming. It's, it's coming. such a good idea. I don't want someone to take the idea and run with it because oh, it's so saying. unique. I got what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, back to the velvet rope. So the velvet rope is uh, Portland's why you, premier. Yeah, why don't you say adult it? sex positive social club? Awesome. Say it again. Portland's premier sex positive social club. Nice. Yeah, and um, they are. I, I've been to the Velvet Rope t- twice, twice or one. Twi- it doesn't matter. I've know. been to the Velvet Rope, and it was the first time. It was twice. The first two time, years for me. So two years for you. It, it was it was uncomfortable the first time because I didn't know what I was getting into. But the second time I went, I went to what used to be called Transtasia. It's not called that anymore. 
Um, and I had a really good time. And actually, actually the time I met you, n- no, I had been, yeah, the you first time I met you. Yeah. Three, something. three times. Yeah. 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 And it was, uh, a really great experience. You know, you, my idea of a sex positive social club is you go in there to have sex, um, and get some fucking on. And well, some people may do that. It's, 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 there is space and opportunity for that. It's first and foremost, a social club. Thank you. There's 10,000 square feet of, uh, you know, of space where there's like two hot tubs and a dance floor and a couple's private lounge and 13 private rooms and a bar and an pool tables and a buffet and you know so it's there's a lot going on or at least there's there can be a lot going on it's all about who shows up and and what vibe they bring to the party and contrary to what my expectations were you don't walk in there and then all of a sudden people are like propositioning you to have sex or nor are they touching you in places where they shouldn't right. be without permission right it's very respectful very and we're very important you know we're really big about the rules yeah yeah and so the Velvet Rope is located at 3533 Southeast Cesar Chavez, Portland, Oregon. So if you're coming to Stumptown on vacation or on a, on business or something like that and you've got some extra time and you uh, you know are of the community or you'd like to find out what the Velvet Rope is about, please stop by and I've yeah. been told, Matt told me that anyone who mentions the Velvet having heard about the Velvet Rope on the Transamorous Network will receive a 50% off their membership. I believe All it right. is. So it's a so really good deal. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's good to go. So thank and you. Just, and so their website is thank you. TheVelvetRopePDX.com. Right. All right. And we're going to be talking more about them as the shows, as the shows roll out. Yeah. Um, actually, we're not going to talk about them the next two shows because we did those previous to this one and we didn't. Well, anyway. Anyway. We'll get, we'll get our regular going after those two shows. Yes. All right. So. What's, we're going to talk about what's in the news today, yeah. or this last week. A lot of good stuff in the news with regard to the trans trans community. Um, as everyone probably knows, you should know, that last week the Democratic National Convention concluded with the confirmation of Hillary Clinton as the Demo- Democratic um, nominee for president. Right, right. She will be running against the Donald. <laughs> and that's what we'll say about that. <laughs> Not to be mistaken, although it's easy, with Donald Duck. (laughs) I'd sooner. Anyway. Anyway, um, at the Democratic National Convention, uh, history was made. Yes. And I'm not, but I'm not talking about. There was history made with regard to a, a woman, woman ever nominee. being nominated yes, for absolutely. president. That was fantastic, and let's give props for the woo, woo. F- females in the house. Um, but the the actual history that we're talking about is, I saw that is the um, first ever opportunity for a trans woman to give a speech a trans at any kind of tra- at any, any trans convention. person. You're right that we know of. Um, at any, any openly. Op- yes, yes. At, at uh, any convention ever. Yes. Which yes. was awesome. Sarah McBride. Sarah McBride. Sarah McBride is a 25-year-old. 25-year-old. Transgender uh, woman who um, she's actually- She's a former intern at the yes. White House. So she has her political chops. Right. She's she, also in the human rights campaign. She, in the, yes. She works for the human rights campaign. And, um, That's where she met her husband. Yes. Who is also a trans person. Trans man who sadly passed away. Four days after they got married. Wow. That's some heavy shit. <laughs> right? But, I mean, I don't know how long ago this was, but she's handled it amazingly from what you can tell, mm-hmm. you know? And and her speech was wonderful. I just loved it, you know? And some of the things in that in that speech 
are really little key things, you know, for like me. What? So she said something that in the very beginning that she was worried her dreams and her uh, her identity were mutually exclusive, which many of us can understand and relate to, you know, uh, not not that the story's not matching up with the desires. Oh, so like maybe wanting to be president, but knowing or believing that because you're transgender, that would never happen like that. Right. Yeah. Something like that. You yeah. know, something like she wants to speak at a national convention, but because she's trans, that'll never happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that she can get that she would get married. Yeah, that's that a big never one. Ha- right. You yeah. Know what I mean, she yeah, could yeah. have been telling herself any of those types of stories. But that's what I got from that line that, you know, that there was the, that point where she can relate. And then many of us can relate to that point. And then that brings us to like what we talk about. You know what I mean? And that somewhere in that line. She and it sounds like it was after her husband's passing, yes. which was four days after yeah. their wedding. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Talk about. I mean, you know what's coming. He was dying of cancer, mm-hmm. but that seems very, you know, sudden, and I would imagine a little unexpected. I, w- I wonder if there was, if there was, uh, you know, at the at the meta level of spirituality, if there, if not, if mm-hmm. there probably was a relationship there, right? And his passing triggered something in her that allowed her to take this all things happen right for a reason. right it's like i'm yeah. getting goose pimples it's yeah. so beautiful of a story you know most people look at that and they'll be like oh man that was tragic and it is heavy it's heavy but is it really a tragedy i mean look what sarah has done but to be in then. a place where you know what i mean it it sounds like before that you know she was in that it, this can't happen because this won't happen because this isn't going to happen. My dreams won't occur because, you know, because of my identity and, yes. and who I am. Yes. And I think he started that just getting together and starting that it's all possible. Then you, you know what I mean? I totally get what you're saying. That and I she agree was with going you. And you know that your partner is dying, mm-hmm. but you still want and expect as much time as possible. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. you know, and, just four days after, I'm sure you would. I don't know. I don't know. There's not details. At least mm-hmm. we haven't found any to that part of the story. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you're right, Remy. There... At that point, being where she probably was, mm-hmm. I could imagine she felt a tragedy, but something triggered. Like I think you you're said. right. Yeah. I think there's a there. I can imagine her before meeting. What was his name? Andy. Andy. Thank you. Before meeting Andy, that she, maybe she had a story that she could not find of someone that she would marry ended up meeting Andy that became possible. And then the doors kind of opened up. Wow. Right. If I can get married, anything's possible. And then of course we had, she become, I mean, she was intern at the white house. I know. Right. I mean, that's you know, pretty remarkable. Yeah. For an, anybody. And, and as, and as an openly transgender yes. American. Woman, yes, yes, know? yes. She's a proud transgender American as yes. she put it. Well, it's interesting. Awesome. So, so, you know, most of I would say most of America at this point, or at least half of America, is going, wow, how remarkable is it now for girls that they they can now say, I could be president now that they see what's going on with Hillary. Right. So the same thing can be going on with the trans community, right? Absolutely. Where, where wow. I mean, you know, it's a part of my mind says Yes, this is possible. The trans community is at this inflection point. Sarah McBride represents this amazing shift. And now maybe people can, people in the trans community can start looking toward the positive things that are going on in their community as opposed to focusing so much on the negative things. It'll help when she wins. <laughs>
Yes. I think a lot of bitches are holding their breath yes. right at the moment. Yes. And so I, I think, yeah, so the, yeah, for the, for the trans community, this is a huge, this is a huge marker in the history, in the unfolding reality for trans people trans people mm-hmm. in general Absolutely. to have Sarah McBride get up there and speak before the democratic national convention. Um, you know, it's, it's so funny. Cause I, I think about the gay community mm-hmm. um, and the, you know, the guy who introduced Sarah at the convention right. is an openly gay man. And, and <clears throat> the Trump, the, the Republican national convention had a gay man there who was um, a gay man. <laughs> There are probably a lot, but most no, of them are, are closeted. <laughs> I, I'm sure that there are a lot of gay Republicans, but I can't imagine even they would support him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, anyway, it's, that's a whole nother conversation. Well, yeah. We're not going to get into yeah. right now. Well, we could talk about Caitlyn Jenner, too, but let's not do that. So no. back, <clears> to yeah. Sarah it's back to Sarah McBride. We like you. Yes. And so when I think about the 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 path that the 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 gay male community has gone through with regard to being recognized and honored and accepted, it seems to me that the trans community's process is happening in a shorter amount of time. Possibly. It does seem kind of rocketed, doesn't it? Doesn't it? it? Like very quickly it's gone from meh to like this really big thing. And it's funny who really puts it all out there and made it such a big thing is these people who are against the whole idea, you know, and made this fucking bathroom issue. (laughs) <laughs> it's your fault now that it's being like skyrocketed mm-hmm. because it's now so much in the public's mm-hmm. you know attention and again it's it's diversion from pay attention to the more important things yeah. not who's going pee where yeah but it's interesting thing that Unless that it's in your hair <laughs> then you worry or in your mouth it. whatever but it's dirty it's... boy <laughs> dirty boy dirty boy but it's interesting that that little that little issue became this big issue and as a result of that big issue now we have like you said a rocketing path of transgender acceptance and it is coming to acceptance i mean remy and i we have these um google alerts where we get news as it happens on our in our inbox and i'm reading through all these things and there is a lot of activity going on yeah i mean schools across america are planning next to start next year with gender identity and transgender and and sexual identity those those concepts yep. and of course it's going to vary from state to state and, and school district to school district mm-hmm. california though making a promise that they will make uh, right some major changes mm-hmm. um but lots of other states are, are are starting to get their their shit in order i hear washington right next to us uh, my very good friend you've seen her on our facebook page oh, yeah kendall you know mm-hmm. her we have uh, she has an older one six years old is in school and she's gotten in word all the parents in that school district clark county um that starting next year that's going to be part of the curriculum Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how she's already heard mixed reviews just from the people she knows living in that very next door very small-minded town well yeah (laughs) and then we have i think we talked about oregon having this tremendous policy that they passed for Mm -hmm. i think it was universities and and schools um about how to yeah, we did talk about. It. We talked about how the the uh, the 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 graduating kids would have two diplomas, one with their legal name and one with yes. their, remember that yes yeah. yes. So yeah, there's all kinds of changes going on, and so this is why I I I say that the the if the trans you know imagine what would happen. I know it's well imagine what the trans community where the trans community would be if everyone was focused on the positive things going on instead of focusing so much on the negative things. I mean, we are seeing so much rapid progress progression in our community. I think it's awesome. 
Um, and, and then, and then, so that's for the community. And then when I think about the men like myself, it's like, and I said this on the Facebook post, a first Facebook page, it's like, how much more prominent do trans women need to get before you accept that your attraction to these people is normal? Right. They're now speaking at national conventions, <laughs> oh which is aired internationally internationally man with, with millions of people watching just to see what the fuck america is doing because america what the fuck are you doing <laughs> it is interesting it is oh interesting. my god i know it's it's so beyond my fathoming so, i know I, it's 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 but it, it's it's a perfect it isn't it the perfect context for um the transgender experience to be coming out. I mean, you've got this crazy man on the right and this woman on the left who some people love and a lot of some people hate. And then you have this other guy, the old guy who <laughs> has these rabid believers and they're, these three people are causing all this chaos. And in the midst of all that, the transgender thing is coming out. Yeah. The transgendered. And so struggle power, yeah, struggle power, advancement, is. whatever it is. And so it's awakening. Yeah. I America's like awakening. I like that word. World. Yes. And so it's it it just seems to me, men, that it's the perfect opportunity, the perfect time in, in life to 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 own your attraction. And it it seems to me, and I could be in I I'll acknowledge I'm in a bubble here in Portland, Oregon, where it's really nice. Uh, but it seems to me that if men were to take the opportunity to come out now, it would be easier than ever before because the entire world is talking about this and people it seems like it would be like oh you are that's pretty cool man did you see the Sarah McBride on the you know so I have a little interesting story that's happened yeah. this, a couple of days ago this last week or whatever so there's a uh, an app that I was playing with and someone gave me a blue star uh -huh. so I swiped them right what, what does that mean those who do it know what I'm talking okay, about okay okay I, I, I swiped right okay which started a conversation. This guy, and not he's not my type, but there was just something about like him and 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 him super liking me, and so I just I swiped him right and started a conversation, and I was I had questions for him because I was like, so why would you super like me? Mm -hmm. I mean, you read my simple little profile, and he was like, I don't know. There's you know I've recently discovered um, my attraction or my feelings for or whatever it was. And so we ended up having this conversation back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, you should really check out transamorousnetwork.com, you know? And I was like, I think you'd find it very interesting. And like, I don't hear from him for like 10 minutes or something. And then I get back a, oh my God, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Oh my God, it makes me feel so much better that I'm not alone and that this isn't wrong and weird and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with being trans attracted or trans amorous. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh my gosh. And and he's like coming into his own understanding of it, you know? Um, so I introduced him to the network and, and things and I was like, you really should get the book. And I was like, hey, you want to be a guest on the show? So this is where it gets really weird for okay, me. Okay, yeah. 21 year old okay really interested but because it's like saturdays and in the mornings his mom if he like called in would be on the other line listening and like asking who's on the phone why because she just does that or if he was leaving she'd be blowing his phone up and where are you going why are you going there like very controlling uh into his business, nothing private, deep belief systems, I believe. Oh. Uh, 
he says she's crazy and I believe it just listening to the things that she would do and, and how he allows that uh interesting in his it allows that to be his world and mm-hmm. he's like, I'm hoping to move out really really soon good luck and I hope you do yeah because that is not a healthy situation no it's not at all um, can you say where he lives locally oh in port oh really wow. locally that's interesting mm-hmm crazy wow, crazy that is crazy yeah, yeah I just found people. it was really interesting but so that was the yeah the last part was really interesting you know because I'm like oh wow you really need to get the book yeah how does how does so he's on this app I guess his mother doesn't have that much control over what he's doing he's 21 years old but he's, he's 21 or under 20 21 21 says why is he living with his parents still I mean there's a lot of young people I didn't I mean age. I didn't I, I wasn't have a long conversation I mean I didn't want to I don't care about yeah, that. You know, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't interested in him in yeah. that concept yeah. of getting to know him that yeah, way yeah. so much. Interesting. Um, as a potential guest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and there was just something about him. And I think it was related to the network and having to, like, introduce him to it and hopefully, hoping that it would change his world. Yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting. I think with, with Micah having come on the show, who you will hear in a couple weeks, um, <laughs> there's, I think we're going to see more and more men coming out. And I, I just can't help but feel that, like I said before, this is the perfect time for men to start stepping up and, and owning themselves. And when they do, I just have a feeling that they're going to be accepted, that people are going to be like, oh, that's no big deal. Except maybe their families. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it goes, <clears throat> so many people do have such strong feelings for whatever the fuck reason about transgendered people and, and anyone who might be affiliated with them, uh, us. But then there's the ones who are like, whatever, love is love. Yeah. And, you know, she's a woman. What's the problem? Yeah. You know, or she's a person or she's a person yeah. or she's a whatever she identifies and and you and you love her for it. Mm-hmm. And it's OK. It's OK. I don't want to spill the beans on Micah's interview because that was such a good interview. But it just it just it, it I don't understand why people have a hard time with other people's interest in other people. It's not like a transamorous man is trying to get with that guy who doesn't like the idea. And there's and because he's transamorous. He has. He will never have any interest in that guy. That guy. Right. He's not a gay man. Yeah. Looking for a gay man. It's not. That's or not even what he's looking. Or for. even trying to turn a straight man. No, it's not. I, what he's looking. I just it's, don't get it. I don't know. People are stupid. They are stupid, and that brings up the next, the next one thing we wanted to talk about. I was, <clears throat> I'm having this long running conversation on Facebook with this guy, who, commented on a post that I put on my personal page, about. Um, It was about the thing we're going to talk about. So I, I, there's this article in Time Magazine that spawned this huge uh, media f- coverage of this issue. The World Health Organization is about to rescind their designation uh, of transgenderism as a mental illness. Um, and so Gender I, identity dysphoria. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yes. And so I posted this thing on my personal page and said, I, I questioned, I, I said... <clears throat> The DSM, which is the Diagnostic Manual for Mental Health Practitioners, it ha- it's like the Bible that describes all the illnesses that mental health practitioners have to confront, is looking at doing the same thing. 
And I, and you know, I, there was a time when homosexuality was seen as a mental illness and, and there, I believe they're beginning to look at autism and considering that not a mental illness either. And so my, my question on my Facebook page was how many, how many of these things that are in this quote unquote Bible have to come out as not really real? How many of those things are we going to have to go through before we just accept the human race as the human race? And I include, of course, I was talking about transgender people who are transgender. And um, this guy was like, he started posting these videos from these organizations that are anti-transgender, many of them religious organizations. Mm-hmm. And you remember our guest, um, the woman from Eugene. Um, yeah, I know you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. the military person. She, oh my God, she had such strong and persuasive and intellectual arguments for this guy until he pushed the wrong buttons and then she went all four-letter word on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it's interesting that this this guy was not getting what I was seeing with this Time Magazine article and the World Health Organization coming out saying, uh, we might have had it wrong. Um, this is a huge watershed moment for transgender people because not only is the is is the World Health Organization saying that trans being transgender is not a mental illness, they're acknowledging that where all the shit comes from that transgender people have to face is the stigma that they face in society. So it's it's not really a problem with it's not it's not the transgender person the transgendered person's problem being a transgender that's causing the problems. It's society's problem. That they ha- that it has with transgender people that's causing the problems for the transgender people. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's so fucking it's, it's fucked the up. Way that, it's the way that transgender people are perceived, perceived, and felt, and loved, and and or, or not, and loved. or not. Yes. That creates this much of the situation and the story that ends up being created to the, to you. You know what? <clears throat> that that's where the stories don't match up. Mm-hmm. You know, having the dreams, but having society look at you this way. Good tie back, right? There's there's that. You know, how the hell do I get past all this to get to that? Mm-hmm. How is that even possible? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and it's interesting because the you know people say that trans. It, it what it is it, it well definitely is possible that's what we're here for yeah but um people say that transgender people are crazy but it's society that's making them crazy it, i'd be crazy too if i couldn't get a fucking job and my parents hated my ass because of because of who i am right. uh and i couldn't get love from other people because they treated me like so and so and of course i would make up stories that were consistent with my experiences. And this is where, oh my God, this is such a good show. This is where it gets really, it gets really twisted because um, it's easy when you have an experience and then make a story about that experience. It's easy to say, well, that experience created my story. When in reality, what happened is you had a, an experience and then you created a story about that experience and then the story stuck for you. Right. And so, well, right. Because it probably happened another time or something similar enough to help you cement that as yes, reality. Remy, yes. And then it, and from there, it's easy to say, I have no power. It's, it's bullshit that my story creates my reality. You know, it's, I have no ability to change this because this I is the no way. I have no control over what control. happens to me. Exactly. Exactly. And we don't. And that's it. But if we <clears throat> didn't have to worry about that, what people will do to me. You know, and not having the control on that. You know, if people believed differently, if they believed, if they felt, if they knew it wasn't a mental illness, if it wasn't 
wrong or disgusting or mm-hmm. whatever these other thoughts and mm-hmm. patterns are abominations mm-hmm. whatever the words that you want to use mm-hmm. it's you know yeah it's, it's your issue yeah and your issue creates an issue for me and this is where back to the to the guide and to men the men we're speaking to here this is where their role comes in it's like you know a transgender person is looking for the same thing that you're looking for looking for love and acceptance mm-hmm. and who are they going to get the love and acceptance from well they're According to this article, um, 50% of the transgender people aren't getting it from, is that right? Or is it it's higher than that? It was 57%. 57% of transgender youth who ha- did not have tra- supportive parents attempted to commit suicide. So that's that's not the stat I was looking for. It's the stat I was going to say is not in here. It, the question. So it's like transgender people are out there looking for love and acceptance, and they're not getting it in most cases from their family. Right. So then they try and create a family in the community but that doesn't satisfy the the love and acceptance that they that they can only get from a romantic can, relationship. Well, right. Absolutely. And it can be hard to find a community. It can be hard Why to find a community. Why many trans people have the isolation problem? Yes. And so when they so so here they are and Shannon talked about this in her personal life. Here they are transgender people. Let's talk about transgender women specifically. They go out into these weird places, not weird. They go out into these shit let's call them shady places looking for love and acceptance. And they looking, they're looking for love and acceptance in very unhealthy ways. Right. And and when they meet you guys who 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 have this attraction and you haven't reconciled your attraction, and so you're acting like a dick because you haven't reconciled that attraction. Right. You be, act like that tranny chasing. Yeah. The, yes, uh, Remy. Yes. Douchebag. Yes. You know, that. Yes. And so it's so interesting how all this is tied together because here's this woman, this trans woman who's out there trying to find love and acceptance. She hasn't really reconciled her own personal love and acceptance. So she goes and she goes, does searches for love and acceptance in these shady areas where she meets these shady guys. But the guys aren't shady because just like the woman who trans, not all of them. Right. Not. Well, it's interesting because even the ones that would be described as shady, I think they're shady because they haven't accepted their situation either. Okay. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's the reality. I mean, that's my story anyway. So, so these women are out there and they're, they're in these shady areas. The guys are out there and they're in these shady areas and let's just remove the shade. And the way to remove the shade Hello. is for men. Turn the light on, please. <laughs> exactly. And actually when you do that, all those really shady men that you're talking about will run like cockroaches because cockroaches don't like the light. You're right. Right. You're and right. then nothing will be left but the transamorous men that's who've right. owned their shit. That's right. The rodents do retreat back to the shadows. <laughs> exactly. Crawl back into your hole. Exactly. And so it's it's very interesting the the way that the way that it's all tied together. But that shade comes from society. Well, that's it's, exactly right. right? God damn it. Society's view on that's the whole right. thing. Because the men can't be themselves because they're gonna be jacked up and teased and all that you shit. You would just be worried about you being you. Whoever you are, everybody, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. everyone was just worried about you being mm-hmm. you, it would all meld together in such a beautiful it way. Would. You know, the weave can be so smooth, but instead we have all these knots because, you know, I mean, it's a web. It's all tied together. Mm-hmm. And there's all these weird knots that ends up happening that we create because. What a beautiful analogy that is. When you said weave, stupid. the first thing I thought of is the weave that African-American women. <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny so quickly you know yeah, yeah. weave for black women is extensions right? oh, okay I... a weave for the white ladies is a color technique it it's is a, it's a highlighting color technique 
That doesn't make any tidbit, sense. Tidbit that doesn't make any sense no, whatsoever. Because the weave, you're actually difference. weaving it. Right. But you're weaving with the rat, rat tail comb a certain pattern that you're highlighting and coloring. Oh, so it's a coloring that okay. you weave and you weave okay. the color okay. into the hair style. You'll have to show me some, some hairstyles that's a result of a weave. Because I've never seen that before. Or maybe I haven't. You I just have didn't know. All the white girls with, with highlights and low lights. Uh huh. That's the weave. Oh, interesting. That's that. They've gotten a color weave. Damn. I just learned something new. You did. You did. <laughs> I can weave it all. So anyway. Yeah. So the, it's it's just so it, this weave is so tightly, it's so tightly woven. And, you know, the, the Sarah, it's interesting because I wanted to say this too. When I first heard that Sarah, Sarah's husband looks like a cis man. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard and saw pictures of him, I thought he was cis. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out just this morning, I found out that he wasn't. No. And what immediately went off in my mind was one of the old stories I have about um, trans women. It's actually about myself, which is I'm never going to find a trans woman because they're all interested in other trans people because Sarah is interested, was married to a trans man. And that's a story that could be created from that situation. Exactly. Or the story could also be created that because... Guys aren't stepping up. They're finding the women are having to look for their love in a different way, and 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 open their eyes to something different. You know it, that that who I love doesn't have to be a cis man. Yeah, or even a man at all. I mean, I'm I'm personally not necessarily interested in other trans people in mm-hmm. that way, but that doesn't mean that it couldn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. It's so interesting the the way that. Um, relationships are broadening in this way. But, but anyway, my point, my point was in saying all of that was trans attracted men by hearing this story about Sarah should not walk away thinking, okay, this makes, so Sarah's really attractive. And this, this just goes to show you that there's not a trans woman out there for me because the ones I want are with people in the trans community. Right. That doesn't and, mean squat. Uh, really. No, and it might. They might. I think they happen often because you can relate, and so you find yourself within those communities. So if you are able to find a trans community of some kind where you're, you know, you you can feel safe, support groups oh, or good point. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You might then fall for someone there mm-hmm. because the chemistries and energies are right, mm-hmm. right? And, and the struggle is shared, and, and all the that. struggle is shared. Mm-hmm. And, I get that. And, I get that. Know, that's really interesting. And I, I had a, a counselor, even though my therapist was a trans man. Mm-hmm. And though our stories are the you know opposite mm-hmm. and, and of course different, there was still a different kind of connection that could happen between us because we understood the two spirit struggle. I get in, that within today's society. I get that, and you know it's it's funny what you just said released for me the story that I was making up about that situation because it's like oh, I get it. There's a there's a commonality in that shared struggle right and and, and though who's to say that those stories are going to last forever right, right but that they very much match up at a moment right and can scan and will and do stay together right. but don't always yeah. you know i mean yeah. she might find she might find a cis man she might find a cis woman another trans woman who knows you know she's i doubt she's looking for anyone at the moment yeah, after just... <laughs> losing her husband four days after the what you know yeah. but um <clears throat> you know what i mean yeah, like, i do i do the next time you hear about Sarah McBride getting married, it could be 
if it happens. I'm just hypothetically yeah. speaking. I mean, she's young. She's only 25, so she's got plenty of life ahead of her. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, although she's bitch got far. Well, not only has 25? she got yeah, I know. Bitch, I'm jealous. I know. And whatever. Shit, she's probably. If I were her, I wouldn't be thinking about a relationship. I'd be thinking about my professional future. <laughs> and it's probably what she's focused on yep. at this point. And maybe even getting into the White House, for all we know. Who knows? Right? She's 20 fucking five. She's got plenty Ooh, of time. she got lots of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this this Time article, one of the stats that, that popped out, we, ad- we addressed it a little bit before, was really shocking to me um, that... of transgender youth who did not have supportive parents attempted suicide, whereas just 4% of transgender youth with very supportive parents tried to commit suicide. So So how many percents is left? Like another 40%? It's like 60%, right? Yeah. So another 40% of trans people who are healthy not trying to commit suicide with either supportive supportive or not supportive. supportive. Mm -hmm. Are still going for it. Right. Yeah. That's a really good way. You're so awesome. That's a really good way of looking. Because it's funny because people often, when they hear a statistic, they don't do that reciprocal statistic. It's well, like, yeah, well, that's only a certain percent. What's the rest of the percent? Exactly. Because that's out of, if you think 100, out of 100%, mm-hmm. 57 with unsupported parents have tried to commit suicide. 4% with supportive parents have tried to commit suicide. So that means like 40%, 40 the other 40% mm-hmm. has either whether they're supportive or not in their family have not committed they have tried, not tried to commit, commit suicide. suicide that's awesome i would be one of them high five thank you yeah that's really awesome and i have supportive mother yes you do and a and a supportive extended family, family. Yes, Fuck yeah. yeah you were talking about that the last show but not the, the well, upcoming show yeah you'll hear you'll hear about it yeah exactly <laughs> so it's interesting so yeah that's a really good point and so and see, this is the thing, Rami. This takes me back again to where does the community focus its attention? I mean, God, 40% of people who are trans and some number of those don't have supportive families are just, they're not fine, but they're not committing suicide. Right. And 60% of trans people are trying to commit suicide. Correct. So there's with a, either supportive yes, or non-supportive. That's exactly 60% right. 60% of trans people out of however you know, they did 250. They, I, think. I think there's uh, 250 people that there's an estimated yeah, 250 people, f- uh, 14 million, yeah, 1.4 million, 1.4 mm-hmm. million uh, uh, trans people in America, in America, yeah, creating 0.6 percent of the population. Yep. Good job, that's that's a substantial number, yeah, yeah. you know, and 80% of the people of those 250 people that they interviewed were were trans women, mm-hmm. so it's in, it's so interesting. It's yeah, it's just interesting. Moment of silence for that. It's all connected. It it's is all connected. connected. It's a, and it's a web. And it's a web that we can undo the knots if we change the stories that are connected to them. Absolutely. And it's, you know, uh, there, was a, there was a point, Remy, where I was thinking, maybe we should tone down the creating your stories portion of our show and just talk about issues that are going on. But then I thought... No way, man. This that's is what we do. That's yeah, why is, we're here. That's why we're here. And we're making a huge difference. I mean, when they hear Micah talk and, you know, as, as more people, more men start coming on the show, I think it's going to be more and more apparent of the difference that we're making. So it's really exciting. And I can't wait for that show that I'm keeping under wraps that uh, the Velvet Rope had suggested to, to launch. And then also when we get our first family that's talking about the things we talk about, that's going to be really exciting. And so, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And it's because we believe the stories that we've created about this network That's and, what, exactly and right. the work that we're doing. I mean, we continue to see it working for us. You know, I mean, yeah, things are just great. 
you know, even with all the hardships, it's still great. It's so interesting that you say that because it's absolutely true. And it's, it's, <clears throat> it's going to be really interesting 10 years from now to look at the Transamorous Network at that point and then go back 10 years to today and hear this conversation and, and the, the listeners and the viewers having that opportunity to do that and see the results of what we're talking about actually show up. It's going to be, Oh my goodness. It's just so exciting just to think about. Mm -hmm. And you know, we, we're, we're kind of stumbling through it with the show, but it's still really good content. Absolutely. I think it is. Yeah. And I mean the people, I think we've just the people we've touched so far, I think have all changed in some way. Um, listening to a complete show absolutely listen to a complete show you've gotten something yep yep and we're going to be revisiting this we offered something and hopefully you were were open to receive it i don't think it's possible for them not to have a a difference made in their lives i I don't think so either but in some way i mean we may not be able to put our finger on it Mm -hmm. but i'm sure that they've been affected in a positive way just knowing that people believe that it can be okay Mm -hmm. sometimes can help Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that you're not alone you're definitely not alone, and we would love to hear from you if you're out there. Well, we have heard some from some of the men. That's great. Um, it would it will be they're stepping up. They are Where stepping are the rest up. of you and, boys? And it's interesting because they're stepping up in their in their in their unique ways. So there was uh-huh. a guy who wrote an email or a response on our um, website, and he said, "You know, I get I get what you're saying about being authentic, but I really have to think about my family." And I get that. You know, um, there was another guy who said, "God, I, I watch every show. It's awesome," and that's really great. Mm-hmm. And then we had Micah who responded on our face or our YouTube page who is on the show next week or the week after. Mm-hmm. And so we we're getting the responses from the men and it's just, and see, that's the thing. It's part of my mind could go, yeah, we've only had responses from three people so far, but we've only been running the show since April or something like that. Months. I mean, it started in March, but we didn't do the show until April or so. And already we're seeing really remarkable results. Absolutely. It's really good. Even if it's a person at a time. Mm-hmm. That's know. all. Because over 10 years, a person at a time is going to equal a lot of people and mm-hmm. a lot of results. And, you know, we already have our sponsor with the Velvet Rope. That's really exciting. Thanks to you. And we're going to get more sponsors. And this thing's going to get bigger and bigger. And next thing you know, we're going to have Laverne Cox on or someone like that. and Or maybe Sarah McBride even. And That would be awesome. Won't it be awesome? It would be awesome. I'm just thinking in my head, how can I reach Sharon McBride? Because she would probably want to be on this show, given what she's done. Anyway. There's got to be a way to write to her. Oh, there's certainly. It's just whether, yeah. I mean, right now, she's so at the top of her game, I bet. She's got, like, so, the New Yorker. So, and, oh, check you out. So, all you can, all she can do is say no yeah, to that's the invitation. Exactly right. yeah, or that's not exactly now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or I can squeeze you in in seven months. Mm-hmm. Her schedule probably is out that far. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. We'll see you in seven months, girl. Come on. Okay, I'm going to reach out to her. I think that'd be awesome. Don't be afraid. Don't get gun I'm shy not, again. No, I know, right? That last don't time you sucked. Get, don't felt, you get gun shy so again, I was so on my own it. case because that was a perfect couple that would have loved. And I bet they would have come in, too, that morning and done the goddamn show. Anyway. It's all right. Now I, you know not to be gun shy this time. No, I'm not going to. See, knows? that's the thing. And who knows? Maybe we'll, we will see Sarah McBride through Skype or, or in person. Who knows? Right. She might be able to get a Skype phone call in real quick. Who knows? So Anything's possible. Anything's possible. I believe it is. I believe it too. All right. Most of the time. I believe it. <laughs> I'll see you later, girl. All right. I guess that's the end of the show because we're at 44 minutes. So we did good All today. All right. 
All right, gentlemen, step your game up. Step it up. Come on out. If you want to be a guest on the show, just send us an email or reach out through the website. The email is info at transamorousnetwork.com, or you can just make a comment on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash. Actually, it's not forward slash Transamorous Network because we don't have 100 subscribers yet. If you're out there and you like the show, subscribe to us on YouTube so we Please. can get to 100, and then yes. we can get our vanity title for our, our vanity URL for our, our YouTube channel. All right. I think we're done. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Be a guest on the Transamorous Network podcast. Send an email to info at transamorousnetwork.com. You've been listening to the Transamorous Network podcast. The Transamorous Network podcast is a broadcast property of the Transamorous Network. Listen to the Transamorous Network podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. For more information on living a joyful, positive, and desire-fulfilled life, or finding love in a relationship, family, or within yourself, visit the Transamorous Network on the web at transamorousnetwork.com, on YouTube at the Transamorous Network, or on Tumblr at transamorousnetwork.tumblr.